do you have any follow up, Lou? Uh, no, I have no follow up. Follow up is uh, Lou needs to invest in better headphones so that Adam <laughs> doesn't have to burp to edit the podcast for two weeks. Yeah, well, there you go. Okay. So now people know why it's late. But you know, <laughs> it'll 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 get there. All right, cool. Um, so I'd say most of us are pretty antisocial, but or at least I am. But so that that's a perfect topic to talk about. Let's talk about social networking. Right on. All right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so raise your hand if you do social networking. Um. You know, I will follow certain pieces of social networking, but uh, I am not involved. I'm not on the social networking bandwagon, especially with certain uh, websites or certain um, social networking places. I've just completely abandoned. So you're like on the Tinder, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, what, what was the other one? Uh, was it Friendster? Yeah, that's the oh, only Friendster. one. Yeah, that's the only yeah. one I'm doing. There you go. Yeah. So, so Gerald's a no. <laughs> I'm a no. You're a no. Okay. I mean, I social network, but I would say I'm, I'm, I'm definitely further along than, than the both of you. It sounds like, but <laughs> I, I'm pretty limited in the grand scheme of a 16 year old girl that social networks today. Wow. Talk about like alienating people. Hey. All the 16 year old girls who listen to the podcast are like. Ugh. Why? Why you got to pick on us? Threw them under the bus. Yeah. Yep. So, do you all have social networking profiles, though? Right. Sure. Like do. Gerald, I know you said you don't use it, but you have one. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Is that out of necessity? Um. You know what? No, it's not even out of necessity. I made one out of. I think I have one for most of the common um, social networking services, and then I'm just like, yeah. Um, some of them I do use to kind of stay informed with news, though. So, yeah, I'll kind of. I think I do the same. I think we all do the same. Where I don't know about you guys, but new social network comes out, new anything really comes out, and if it is sort of centered around the idea that you need to get an account and establish a name, then I sign up and I go ahead and you know, claim my name, um, and then I decide later whether I'm actually going to use it or not. You know, I just kind of freely sign up for accounts. Why not? Yeah, so you, so you hoard you hoard social networking accounts, too. That's cool. Well, it's kind of like a dog marking fire hydrants or something. Just be like, yes, yeah, it's mine. I may never use it again, but just so everyone else knows, <laughs> it's mine. So you just squat on your username, basically. <laughs> it's better than domain squatting. This is well, true. Yeah, because that doesn't hurt anybody else. Well, and if they do, like you, just look at them like it's a social network. Domain no squatting cares. is stupid. That is just stupid. I mean, you could easily just make up a different name. So back in the day, that was like you know uh, a multi-million-dollar industry. People would squat on domain names and then sell them at a higher price. Yeah, but it was only multi-million dollars for like a handful. No, it was during the dot-com bubble, right? Like. People people saw I was getting there. What was it? The guy that got like food.com or something like that? Got like millions for that? I mean, it's that was insane. So so you use them, Lou, you use it for news? Uh, I think Gerald said he uses it for news. Um, but I, I also use it for news. 
Um, well, I use some of them for news, but I, I don't. That is not my primary reason for social networking. So, what is your primary reason? Um, I, I think my primary one is sort of. Um, I mean, I, I, it depends which one we're talking about here, but. It, some of them I use because family uses them and thus they want to stay in contact with me. Others of them I use primarily because it gives me access to people I enjoy um, sort of leaning into their thoughts and, and sort of what what's new in their life. Um, and so I, I like those social networks because I can kind of find people that like the things that I like. You know what, let me ask you guys a question. Can can how do you feel about us actually putting out specific social networks? I don't care. Okay, cool. Like so here's here's my input on it. Um I like Twitter a lot because I use that mainly for news. A lot of major news um news website sources or um you know even like local news or whatever a lot of them are on twitter a lot of it's short sweet to the point so by just looking at it i can look at news that i am most interested in i don't really use twitter a lot to kind of tell people about what's going on with me but i like to kind of see what's going on in the world or with other people that i care about or you know see what kim kardashian is up to um really kim kardashian yeah kim kardashian west excuse me oh yeah that's true should have known this when she announced it on Twitter. Um, Pop culture sophisticated people. Yes. She, the Kardashians are not sophisticated. She is the most famous person of our time. What? No. Come on, get on the right get on no. the, get on the right no. side of history. Get on the right no. side of history, you guys. T- Taylor yeah. Swift hey. blows Kim Kardashian out of the water any day. All I'm saying is get on the right side of history, okay? That's all I'm saying. Taylor Swift for the win. <laughs> Taylor Swift for president. <laughs> Dear God, this this podcast is train wrecked, and it, we're ten minutes in. <laughs> well, because we said Taylor Swift, get with the now, man. Oh yeah. my God, that's about as social as we can get. Um, I also like I do use and like Instagram. I don't post pictures, but I like that it is just pictures, so I can just you know I could just scan through that, see what oh that's interesting, oh that's interesting, oh that's cool, and then be off. The one that I just have kind of abandoned completely is Facebook. Just, I have felt that it has just become so intrusive that I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to know anything that's going on in Facebook. I don't want Facebook to know anything that's going on with me. I'm just kind of done there. So, okay. So I want to, I want to kind of pause and identify like the social networking part, right? Because you said you use Twitter for news. Mm-hmm. And you said you use Instagram for looking at things, mm-hmm. but you don't really contribute, and you just stay away from Facebook altogether. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're using the networking, but not the social part. Like, you're the guy at the party who sits in the corner and just people watches the whole time, but doesn't say anything. Yep. Been that way since I was a kid. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense then. <laughs> um, I'll be honest, Gerald, I'm, I'm just like you. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, cool, these things exist, so I can catch up on the news that's what i use twitter for like exclusively i rarely tweet i rarely like favorite i don't i just watch the timeline go by um instagram all i do is like i don't really post pictures and you know i just go on there to look at other people's pictures like that's that's exciting like i follow national geographic because i'm like oh they have nice pictures yeah um 
and then Facebook, I mainly have just so my wife, you know, can say that she's married to me and it doesn't look like I don't exist. Mm. <laughs> Love it. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, so I have a little bit different of a use pattern. Um, I also use Twitter as primarily the big social network I think I'm on. Um, I do interact a fair amount on Twitter with uh, certain people, and I I would say I favorite retweet or, or tweet myself um, occasionally. Um, I do use Facebook as probably my second most used social network, and that's primarily for family. Um, that's the only reason I'm still holding on to it and not just giving it up altogether because they like the idea of occasionally once in a while I post a photo or I'm able to like a photo and I find that my paging, my aging parents uh, don't seem to understand any other social network uh, and now that they're on that one they don't want me to leave so I've, I've stuck with Facebook uh, I don't know how much longer I will stick with them um, but the one that I, uh, I would say I don't use like at all that you guys both use is the Instagram. I, I definitely don't, don't Instagram. Well, you don't watch movies either. So yeah, you just true. don't like pictures. You're not a visual person at all. Um, I do, I do actually use, um, medium, which I guess we could classify as a social network because it is kind of, it, it shows me articles or i guess i'm gonna say like blog posts that um that people that are my twitter followers or that i follow on twitter have written so that's something i guess that's social as well Hmm. okay so basically we we mainly use it to consume content like that's what it sounds like for all of us we're like probably the worst people on social networks because we just consume everything but never contribute anything back we're just like leeching all of the information they're giving us. Like, oh, cool, you're gonna aggregate all this for us? Ah, that's fine. I'll just suck from it when I need to. Like, exactly. Little sips here and there. One more time. Little sips here and there. Man, that is not a sound bite, guys. That, that we did not pay for that. That's Adam. <laughs> that's Adam actually slurping up information. Mm-hmm. So if you ever hear that when someone's talking, we are too poor to pay for a sound bite. So we have Adam. Mm. That's right. I, I do sound effects. They pay me money. It's all good. <laughs> um, so, uh, I mean, we, okay, so social networking. When did you get into social network life? So when did you start? Like, do you remember your first social network profile? Man, I started late. Uh, I mean, I started probably like most people. Um, I didn't get into it like in the MySpace days or Friendster. I started at Facebook and, geez, I didn't make a Facebook profile until maybe about... Four years ago. Wow. Yeah. So four years ago, first social network on Facebook. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I I don't even think I think I even posted only like a handful of things, and then I was just like, wow, this is this is kind of terrible. Uh, I think I'm done with it. That sounds about like something you would say. Well, I I you know what it is is. Facebook, what one of the things that they really did well is that they um, created an environment that really encouraged people to just share everything about themselves, whether it's things that are actually important or the just most trivial, just annoying whatevers. And there are people that I'm I've um, noticed that just constantly post things on Facebook. 
nobody's even really looking at it. They just, they, it's almost like this, they're just, uh, it's almost like an impulsive behavior. Yeah, I, I, I remember there was this, this time where I, I think I read some article or, or somebody was telling me that I mean, certain generations post to Facebook and if they don't, within like 15 minutes, receive X number of likes, they take that down because it wasn't, it wasn't sort of able to capture enough attention. And I think that's like so crazy that we've come to that, 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 you know, we judge, you know, how well something's doing and, and whether we're performing correctly, you know, in the social space. Well, that's, that's logical, I guess. But, uh, so, so Joe, you started about four years ago. Mm -hmm. Lou, when did you start your social networking profile days? Um, I guess I would say MySpace would have been it. Um, like when in MySpace though, like when MySpace first started, or like were you late to the MySpace party? No, I think I started it. Probably I was definitely late to the MySpace party because I was pretty, I was still pretty young and didn't have access to uh, like I mean I had access to a computer, but it wasn't on a consistent basis, and so I think uh, and I had only access on like in the house with parent oversight and so it was a little bit late but i want to say like 2004 5 somewhere in that area because i was yeah it was probably 2004 somewhere in that area i can't i can't put a date on it exactly but in there i guess like my earliest one if we're talking about like big ones was was myspace but um before that like do you guys ever like use aol chat and like have your own little thing going on there. Mm-mm. AIM. AIM chat. No, no one. I, I mean, I, I used AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah, I guess, but I did. I didn't know that there was a really. I didn't know when you said AOL chat if there was something else you were mentioning. You could set up like your little like profile and stuff like that, and like it would have stuff. So it was kind of like the start of like those social network things, but. I guess MySpace is the one that gave you, like, posts and, you know, like, interests and connecting to, like, others and viewing others' profiles and stuff. So, um, yeah, I remember I started my MySpace profile, and I remember exactly why I started it, too. What was that reason, Adam? <laughs> what, what, <laughs> I'll give you guys two guesses, and you'll only need one. Was this when you wanted to be a, a rock star? No. Oh. A girl? Oh yeah, that was it. Yep, that was the one. <laughs> yeah, I can meet ladies online for free. She's on MySpace. <laughs> oh man, opened up a whole new like venture into like outside of because I grew up in a small town. Like it was, it was you know you only knew the people that you knew, and then when you could realize that you could meet other people by not actually like having to actually drive out to a common place, right? It was easier to kind of, like, scope out, like, where people would be. Like, I know that sounds creepy, but, um, I mean, like, see what things were happening, where, what your friends were going to, like, kind of instantaneously, and then kind of, like, just happen upon the same party, or meet someone that knew someone that you know. Um, it just made that whole discovery easier. Um, and that's how I met, like, a lot of people, like... Um, like people, like friends of my wife, um, I met on there, and we kind of met like through that. So it's kind of, kind of a interesting story for me because 
I don't want to say I met my wife online, but it's definitely because of online meeting other people that I met my wife, which is kind of cool. Hmm. Okay. Well, interesting. I'm actually uh, kind of interested in, uh, in this in this whole uh, when did I jump online? I'm I'm gonna attempt to see if I can get into my MySpace, and I haven't logged in in a good probably three or four years. So. Uh, Bear with me a moment. I'm going to actually see if I can look back and figure out when I started the account. Well, you know, what's funny is I never got on board with MySpace because I thought it was the ugliest interface ever. Well, that's because people made it ugly. They like they gave you bare bones HTML and they're like, yeah, you want to add CSS to this? Like, go crazy. Yeah, but I mean, CSS is pretty dang common i mean without getting too geeky into it because now that i'm starting to get into like you know um html coding and stuff like that you can still make it pretty clean and nice um myspace was just gross and ugly just that was back in the day though like mm, well back in the day it was gross and ugly yeah exactly but i mean that that was working with what you had and like when they said, oh, you can make back your background whatever color you want, no one went for tasteful because you wanted the attention. You wanted someone to look at it and be like, whoa, what the wow, heck? Wow, when it's gross and ugly, it makes me want to go away. Like, Well, that's fine. That was just you, and you barely use the social networking, so the other people actually wanted to go on our pages. It almost like it, it showed who you were, too. It's like, it's like, that's like turning all your font into Comic Sans. No, that was only people if uh, so it reflected who you were. So if you were the type of person who liked Comic Sans, you would put Comic Sans on. Yeah, which is the worst mistake that you could ever make. So you mean to tell me every profile you saw was Comic Sans and that's why you left MySpace? It it, it felt like it. It felt like it felt like people vomited media on People vomited like sparkles and in, in animated gifs everywhere on their uh on their MySpace okay, pages. That's for one sure. is pronounced GIF. Don't you Two, dare ever say that to me you know it's gif you know it is oh no, it it's is not GIF. a gif it is i'm GIF. not gonna give you a gif it, for christmas it is it is gif i'm not gonna give you a gif for your your birthday it's that that's a completely different word adam it's gif it, they have the, the three person, quarters of the same the letters person like that three created gifs even said it was pronounced gif you know why doesn't matter why he made it he can call it whatever he wants well so can i but you didn't make it that's like that's like you saying your name's pronounced Adam, but I decide I want to pronounce it Adam. Yeah, you could. Okay then, but I would be wrong. Well, not necessarily because that's just the way you pronounce no, it. No, that's not. You, I would be wrong. No. Okay, I'm gonna start calling you Adam. That's fine. All right. So, do you say defense or defense? Defense. <gasps> well, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. <gasps> Are you talking about... Well, it depends on the, the context. No. They're the same word. Because if it's... I'll say defensively. So is it defense or defense? Mm, defense. False. It's defense. No, it's defense. No, it's defense. Nope. Yep. Nope. And the only reason people say defense... And I just learned this on a... Uh, watching YouTube a channel, so I can tell you it's totally legit. Football and yeah. sports. Yeah. So if so everyone do you say, does it, do you say caramel or caramel? So you're saying because hey, everyone hey, does do you it, say, even do you though, say, no, 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 wait. Let me let me finish my thing, and then we'll talk about caramel and caramel. Okay. Um. So you're saying you say defense, 
but that's not the way it's supposed to be. But because everyone else said it that way, that's the way you said no, it. No, if that's the case, then that means that I'm wrong. I've been pronouncing it incorrectly. But people will sit there and fight me and say that, oh, it's, it's GIF. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's GIF. No, but it's, it's, it's GIF. No, no, it's not. There's oh nothing gosh. that makes it GIF. Just- this argument is not going to go anywhere because choosing developers choose GIF. Oh right? my that's, yes, that's the tagline. Yes, they choose GIF. Yeah, the graphics interchange format, and even graphics is a hard G. <sighs> yeah, you know what? Well, the first letter of my name stands for greatness, but you still say Gerald. All right. That's because your name starts with a J. It starts with a G. No, it starts with a J. Mm, nice try. So, okay. Oh, dear God. <laughs> um, so, caramel and caramel, right? What, what do you say? I actually use both. I interchange them. You interchange them? When you want to sound fancy, you're like, oh, this caramel square is delicious. Yes, when I'm in certain settings or around certain people, I will say caramel. This beer has a very caramelly aftertaste. <laughs> yeah, or like, you know, if I'm like at a five-star restaurant eating some dessert. Give me some caramel sauce on that, too. <laughs> You know, but if uh, when I'm in the in the more uh, blue collar crowd, I might just call it caramel. It's caramel in all scenarios. <laughs> or caramel, if you're uh, really confused. Mm, do you say sherbet or sherbet? Oh, sherbet. <laughs> Only because I like to say the Bert part. <laughs> sherbet. Even though there's no extra R. No, See, you're just adding another letter. Ermagerd Schubert. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so anyway, social networking. Yes. This is a perfect post to go on social networking. Okay, so back to social networking. A uh, little bit of real-time follow-up. I looked at my profile. First picture was posted, it looks like, in the summer of 2005. Okay. Oh, that's... Dude, I had just graduated high school. Oh, man. I was just going into high school. You just you just dated yourself, Adam. Yeah, I know. That's cool. I'm old. I don't. I'm not even that old, though. No, you're pretty old. Okay, thanks a lot. So, speaking of old, um, someone mentioned that the face space or the my 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 book, whatever it's called, <laughs> is just uh, completely swarmed with the older generation or family. Uh, it is now. The way I explain. Uh... What is it? Um, my face is that it's kind of like the more current uh, seasons of The Simpsons. Um, nobody really enjoys it like they used to back in the day. You just kind of watch it or you use it because everyone does and always has. All right. So that actually strangely makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and then people go like, "Oh, I get it." Yeah. Like, I, I genuinely believe that everyone that uses Facebook does not like it. They just use it because everyone else uses it. If everyone else was jumping off a bridge, so would they? Well, yeah, because, you know, you don't want to be the one weirdo that's not. Yeah, I mean, I think it's <laughs> kind of gotten to the point where it's like, it, it's something that's ubiquitous. Or I Sorry, I can't pronounce that word. It's not coming out right. Anyway. It's it's getting to the point where it's it's like you're left behind if you have a flip phone. So, you know, I'll get a smartphone. A lot of people might not actually use the features of the smartphone, but, like, finding a flip phone is actually kind of hard now. 
And I think it's getting to that point where it's like, all right, well, I'm kind of the one that's left out and I don't know what's going on because I'm not on Facebook, so I'll just get on Facebook. And I think that's sort of good and bad because a lot of people are there and they don't really need to be there. Hmm. So, but it, it's so uncool when all, everyone's on there, right? Because then it's not exclusive anymore and then it's just something everyone has. Like, no one gets all excited when, you know, everyone wears shoes every day, you know? Like, oh, yeah, everyone does. That's not exciting. But when one person wears something different, everyone's like, ooh, what's that? What's that shiny thing? So I guess the real question is, like, all the old people are now using this the, the face space um, exclusively because everyone else is. So that, I think, you know, discourages the younger generation from actually being on it. So what are they all flocking to? Uh, a lot of them use, uh, what is the, the, the snap face? The snap, the snap, the snap book. The snap book, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the snap. Kinda... The Snapchat book. Yeah, that's the the Snap IM Instant Messenger AOL. Yes, that one. That one. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're all kind of doing that thing. Which I mean, it's a cool concept, you know. Um, you know, very uh, Mission Impossible. It's just like, hey, here's what's going on with me, and now this will self destruct in ten seconds. Does it really self destruct? Uh, yeah, it actually fries your phone. Um, so you have to get a new phone every time you view one. So yeah, so the Snapchat, like, the whole time-sensitive, right? Like, I, I can only post this, like, kind of feeds to that exclusivity, right? That, oh, did you see so-and-so Snapchat? Oh, no, I didn't. Well, cool, you'll never get to see it again, because it only happened that one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I can see that, but yeah, I, I've heard the same thing. Like, all, all the young people are, are using that, and they're staying away from, like, this more permanent form of social networking where your post would stay there until you deleted it. Right. Mm -hmm. Instead of now it's like, Hey, I'm going to share this to everyone I know for 30 seconds. And if you watch it, you can watch it once, but you can't watch it again. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I think it was 2015 somewhere in like early to first half of 2015, there was a social network that came out um, and it kind of made a splash real quick. And then it like, fizzled uh, almost as quick as it came on it was it was called i think it was hello like like hello but without the h um and like it was kind of pegged as exclusivity and they wouldn't have ads and uh you basically had to know somebody to get in kind of like i guess the early days of facebook were like and and it, everybody loved it again but then you know it never took off because of course Something like Facebook, Big Brother has, you know, it's billion users already, and so everyone just kind of returns to life as it was. Well, the whole point about social networking is to be social, right? And we're, we're not the best use case for this because we're not very social. But if you're the only person on there, it's not, it's not fun because you can't share that with anyone else. Like, you can't share that feeling. And if you're only on there and two other people that you know are on there and they're not on at the same time you are or they're not posting content as frequently as you are, you kind of feel left out. And you don't want to feel left out because that's like human psychology, right? Yeah. Like we don't want to feel left out. We want to feel like part of a group. Yeah, FOMO. Fear, right. fear of missing out. Exactly. FOMO. Fear of missing out. Nice. Um, so yeah, so, so then you flock back to the place where everyone is, because no matter what you do, when you post it there, you'll at least get 15 likes, and then you don't have to delete your post because you feel sad, you know? But there are tons of things that did that. App.net did that, right? Like, there was supposed to be the Twitter replacement. Oh, we'll make this exclusive, like, and you'll pay a membership fee so there will never be ads, and that's how we'll monetize. And people jumped on it right away, 
mostly all the tech nerds, right? Like we jump on it and like, oh, this is really cool. This is really cool. And then poof, after a while, just goes away because people go back to Twitter and like, well, everyone's here. All the engagement is here. It's pointless for us to put our energy into this other thing when no one is, you know, giving us back anything in return for that. Mm-hmm. This is true. Damn straight. I speak the truth. Oh, you know, and another thing um, that's interesting about the whole social networking thing. Well, I, I guess I should wait. Um, is there anything we wanted to add before we pushed off to the next little topic piece? Well, we, we talked about the old people, the young people. What about like the hipsters, right? Mm. That are jumping to whatever's new. Like Lou kind of touched on that. And then we, we talked about family and they're all on the face Facebook chat. So Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I think that was it. Like just the generations of people and how they use social networking. And right now it's like it's all getting sucked into like this one giant place. That's where everyone seems to be interacting, which is interesting to see like if that's going to change, right? Because when you have someone that has all of this market and they have such a big hold in this space, at least in, you know, um, a majority of countries, uh, how do you, how do you topple them over? Like what has to happen for people to run away from that? Right. Interesting. Well, um, yeah, cause I remember, um, if you remember Adam, a couple of years, we were actually talking about this topic and how, uh, especially with the younger generations, how they are almost like, um, they're sharing things that are not even really like would be considered socially appropriate. Like you remember when we were seeing the thing where they were like a lot, um, all those younger crowds were doing like the selfies at like inappropriate events and stuff, like a funeral oh, and stuff. Oh, the funeral selfies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the worst thing yeah. ever. And I remember that conversation. We're like, "What is the world coming to?" Yeah, and it was like like kids doing duck face and stuff like that, like. Next to open caskets and everything. <laughs> What's the it's worst? Like, rest in peace, grandma. Peace, selfie, duck face. Like, <laughs> hashtag rest in peace, grandma. <laughs> well, the the real funny one to me is is sort of. I remember when you know smartphones in general were just kind of getting big, and of course, the the entire point of a smartphone is sort of being more social and getting being in contact or constant communication. I would sit at the table, and of course, like any young bonehead, I tried to text at the table, um, or you know, communicate on a social network or some any way of communication really. And this is like at the dining room table, and of course, you know, I would get like yelled at by my dad, but I was, I was doing this like under the table or like holding it below or beside the table, um, and you know, the the lecture was always sort of, you know, you don't have your phone at the table, and it's it's really funny to see today as you know they're on social networks themselves we can't get through a single dinner without the the phones coming out or the phones just being on the table you know so i think it's really funny to see that how times have changed that's just bad manners you're just rude I, I I personally am am a big fan of now just you know hey like i can put it down i don't have the need to like constantly be on it you know you know what i want to do is i want to have all of us go out to dinner one time and have you guys ever played the game of like the person they pe- people put all of their phones in the middle of the table and the phones can be going off you know but they uh the first person to actually pick up their phone has to pay for the whole bill 
No. No, I haven't played that game. You haven't heard of that? That's like a rough game. That sounds like an amazing game. So wait, so, so how it works is everyone puts their their phones their under phones. the table. Uh, on the in the middle of the table, face down, like stacked on top of each other, maybe even. Uh huh. And then they can go off, but then they just have to talk to each other. They can't check the phone, and the first person to check their phone has to pay for the whole bill. Well, everyone's food, whatever. See, if money's on the line, I feel like I mean, I I don't see how I would ever lose that. And wouldn't that be terrible if it was like an emergency? Yeah. Do Do they know before they put their Phones in the center of the table that, like, whoever picks it up first has to pay. Yeah, you just say put all your phones in the middle. Okay, so this is kind of like the, you know, you're in, you're in school and it's like read directions before beginning the exam. And if you read it all, the very last page says, like, write your name here and turn it in. It's sort of like, you know, the uh, those who, you know, are, are really, really patient will not have to pay. But those who, uh, you know... The way I like to think of it is, is you tell everyone, like, hey, I want to interact with you guys, so let's put all of our phones in the middle. And the first person to grab their phone, you just publicly humiliate them, chastise them, and tell you now you have to pay for the whole bill. Congratulations. And then if it's an emergency, like, you know, someone was going, then it's fine, right? Then you don't have to be like, oh, no, don't, you know, look at your phone. But the first person to look at their phone is rude, you know, because if you're not expecting anything, right? But most people are, right? Most people will be getting messages all the time. Um, but the first person to actually, like, look at their phone has to pay for it. I think that's something we could try because we're, you know, at least with three of us, it's a pretty easy scenario. And I think me and Gerald would be holding out the longest. Yeah. I think Lou would cave pretty quick. <laughs> with, I mean, with money on the table, I don't think I would have too much of a problem. No, you, you have addiction problems. Yeah. We, we, we know this. Hey, I think we all should get together and go out you know, to a nice nice dinner. A nice restaurant. Yeah, like, so yeah, that makes it even more like high stakes, right? All these phones sitting in the middle. It's like, hey, if you answer your phone in this place, they're going to look at you funny. You know, like $50 steak. You know, they actually have a really nice seafood restaurant down there. Um, I went there with my wife. It's actually really good. Um, Atmosphere is a little busy on a, on a Saturday night, but I think that would be good. I mean, I don't know how you guys are feeling about fish and stuff, but yeah, I'm always down. <laughs> all right. Well, next time I'm down there, we'll all get together, go out to dinner. I like how you're all just like hedging your bets against me. Well, yeah, because we—that's the smart thing to do. Like when you go to the racehorse, you know, or the the racetrack, you bet on the horse is going to win. <laughs> I might put like a dollar on the underdog, you know, but I'm not going to put most of my money there. Glad to, glad to hear I'm the weakling here. Yeah, you're like that, you know, that like horse that's got like the horrible name that no one roots for, but then wins the Kentucky Derby. Think about that. Huh? Mm. Yeah, Lou. Think about that. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> so, um, so, so, Gerald, you kind of touched on like. Your your favorite like medium in terms of like social networking? You said you like the picture part of it, or are you more of like the news part? Mm, well, those are two kind of different social networkings. You know, I do the uh, I do the tweet book for um, for the news, and then I do the inst insta space for the uh, for the pictures. You know, for just viewing. So, which one do you like more? Mm, well, I mean, I. What? That's like comparing apples and oranges. They're they're two different Which things. Which one do you? Okay, okay. I'll rephrase. Which one do you use more? Mm, Twitter. 
Tweet book, yeah. A tweet book. Yeah. Um, the tweet chat. You know what? I like how it's just short and sweet. 140 characters yep. or GTFO. Yep. So, you know what? So, because, like, it's such a, you know, short amount of, you know, content that you can put in there, I'm like, hey, you got to keep it short and sweet. Make it important. That is so true. I'm the same way. I, I love I love the Twitch, Twitch chat snap. Um, I think that's my, my favorite thing, just because it's an easy way to absorb just massive amounts of information. You know, they call it drinking from the fire hose. Right. Mm-hmm. So the completionist in me, when I see that, like I have so many tweets that are unread, I kind of get like a little anxious. But then I just tap to the top of the list and I I get over it. <laughs> I'm kind of curious when you open uh, your Twitter client of choice, just how many tweets do you have? Because I'm, I'm curious what the completionist in you is going through anxiety wise. Right now, um, since I was just on Twitter before we started this call. I have 12, but like I hadn't checked for a couple days and I was at like 680 and I was like, ah, but I try not to like subscribe to too much. Like even then, even right now, I think I have too much and I have to like set up different lists to like, you know, filter it out. Um, yeah, but 680 is usually when I'm like, oh, that's, I've missed like a whole day's worth of tweets and it depends on the event too, right? Like now with all of the presidential debates going on, there's a lot more activity than there is like when it's a Wednesday somewhere, right? Like when the Super Bowl was going on, there was obviously a lot more activity there. So it really depends. But 680 is usually like, I know I've been away for the day, yeah. you know? And um, a lot of like major world events hit Twitter so fast, you know, way faster than any breaking news that I've ever seen. Yeah, the thing I like about Twitter too is um, a lot of it is is reports from people and but you'll get like just tons of different reports like all within the span of like 10 seconds so it's almost like watching you know all these different news channels at the same time and then like averaging out like the the information between them right because we all know that some news sites are more lean one way lean more one one way than the other right um so it's kind of nice to like subscribe to multiple different sources and see all of that you know come through and then like pick and choose what you want to like look at that time, right? Like, Oh, these guys reported this, but these guys reported this. And then you start looking at the facts and it's much easier to actually look through that in a medium like Twitter than it is to like, try to follow online, like watching the news and like, Oh, they said this and this and this, is that true? Oh, I guess I better go check this and this and this, you know, but I think Twitter is a much easier way to kind of get a, a large scale, like barometer of what's happening. Um, than like just one person's take on it. Right. Yeah, I think that's very interesting, and you know, it's it's something that I I know Twitter gets kind of a lot of flack though that you know it's not nearly as successful as some of the other uh, social networks out there, and you know, they Facebook. don't ram ads down your throat. Well, yeah, and and so I, I get that, but it's it's interesting uh, that they don't they haven't tried to ever like it seems like monetize the actual data that they have i mean like the big data side of it it seems like that would be valuable to certain people hey man i'm i'm happy as long as i don't have to see like ads like i did on you know primetime tv as long as i don't have that i'm happy okay 
remember when like a 30 minute, you know, show would actually be distilled down to 20 minutes because of the 10 minutes of commercial they would have throughout the, the whole thing. I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't mind some of the ads we see on, on, on things like Facebook um, for a couple of reasons. One, they do know a decent amount about me, so they, the ads are fairly well placed. And, and I think it's very interesting that on social networks like that, we have the ability to just flick past them. So it, it really controls... Um, the, the the user is the one in the driver's seat. So there's, it's sort of like, they're, in, in advertising terms, I think they call it the hook or whatever, where they, they're, they're trying to lucratively get you in just a second or two. And Geico has mastered that hook, by the way. Yes, like, they have. Geico ads are the best thing ever. Yeah. And, and so if you have that time with somebody, you know, it's, it's like, hey, you know, that you, you better make it really good because if I'm scrolling past it, um, I'm not stopping unless it is amazing. And then if it is amazing, I might actually stop and, and actually look for a second. Yeah, I'd rather, like, not see ads ever. I hate billboards on the side of the road. Like, I hate those. I don't like that. <laughs> I wish all that would go away. I mean, like, I'm driving. I don't want to see a giant advertisement. And some of them, like, flash at you, and now they're all digital, so they change all the time. And it's distracting. Like, I'm like, I, need, I have better things I need to focus on for now until we get the self-driving cars. And even then, I'm, I'm scared because, like, oh, Adam, it looks like it's rush hour traffic. Would you like to preview Netflix for $7, you know, on this self-driving car? Like, no, I'm sorry, I don't want to. It's like, oh, hey, I know we're right by a jack-in-the-box right now. Here's an ad for, you know, breakfast sandwiches. Do you want to just go stop by and get one right now? Just press this button and the car will go do it yourself. You know, I'm worried. I'm worried about that. <laughs> but um, Oh, dear. I, I don't I don't like ads. Like a lot of times, yeah, they're targeted and sure if they're targeted towards me, great. But I don't like the idea of a company paying money to get placement to get in someone's face because I don't feel like that's speaking to their product. I feel like that's just speaking to the money they have in their pocket. You know, so like I know you guys are probably the same way. When you go to buy something, you want to buy the best one, right? And you'll do a lot of research before you buy it. Um and now with the internet it's so much easier to do that. But Rarely do I buy something based on an ad. Um, that's just me personally. Um, sometimes, yeah, the ads work great. I mean, podcasts are a great example, right? Like they have tons of ads and the engagement's really high um, because you're hearing it and you don't see it. And then you actually go and you look at it, right? And once you're looking at it, if the product is any good, you can see that. But most of the time when you're hearing like an audio ad, like radio ads, um, it wasn't showing, like shoving images in your face. It's more like, leaving a little bit up to you to find out, right? Like, hey, you know, go here and look at this and you can get this, you know, because of this ad, like 10% off or whatever. But um, you still have to actually look at the product. You hear all these things about it, but you don't see it. And with with modern advertising, even in social networking, it's like right in your face. It's like, hey, look at this. It's a Toyota ad, right? And it's like, cool, thanks, Toyota. You know, you can show me a little animated GIF if you want to um, of your new car, but... I'm going to go look on the website and I'm going to dig into it before I even consider buying it. And at least with like mediums, like, like podcasting, you get to learn a little bit about it and then you have to go research on your own. But the other ads are just shoving in your face to go buy this, buy this, buy this, you know, buy two, get one free, you know, whatever. Um, so I'm curious, Adam, since you don't really seem to like ads in a social network space, 
what is your philosophy on ads in apps? Um, and, and, or will you pay to have the ads go away? I will pay for an app that does not have ads. I think paying to make ads disappear is also like ridiculous. I don't like that. Um, I get why people do it, but I would much rather pay upfront to not have ads at all than get something for free and then pay to remove the ads. Mm. Would you say it's the same if, if a developer were to price an app and say it's $3.99 for me to price it up front, or I can, I can release this and I can use the ad-supported revenue and charge anybody $1.99 who wants to remove the ad, would you rather go that way? Then I would assume no. yes. No. Give me the three ninety nine version and I will pay for that anytime. Okay. Interesting. Cause I, I get like, you know, ad supported revenue and stuff like that, and I understand all of that, but for me I, I don't want anything in my face. And that's that's my, my personal opinion, which is probably why I don't social network that much, because I don't like things being shoved at me from all angles. Like I'd much rather do my homework and find what I want to see and subscribe to my own kind of, you know, my own things. So in the app in the app scenario, I'll do all the research before I even go, you know, purchase the app. I'll like look at it, I'll look at reviews, I'll look at the website, I'll look at, you know, how the app behaves, I'll look at what other people are saying about the app, which is kind of social in some aspect, but I'll vet it before I even go into it. And if there's ads, I'm usually like, nope, I'm out. Like I I used an RSS reader for a while and um it was it was paid and I paid for it and then they upgraded because they got bought by another company. And it was a free upgrade, and I was kind of surprised by that. But the free upgrade only meant that, oh, it's free upgrade now. And the new version just came with ads, and it was ad-supported. And then you could pay to remove the ads. And I uninstalled that app so fast, it wasn't even funny. And then what did I do? I went and I bought an app that was, you know, just pay up front, no ads. You know, they didn't talk about advertising. It was more of a, a private kind of developer who was making the app, and I paid for it. Interesting. Okay. So now, now I just know we have to have a whole show about ads and advertising. And yeah, I mean it's it's definitely something that's interesting because you and I differ quite quite a lot there. I mean, I will, I I don't really care what I have to do. I just don't want to see ads, and I'll happily pay to make them go away. I'm in that same boat. Yeah, I just don't want them there to begin with. Like, yeah, because I'm kind of with you on on that, uh, Adam. Because I feel, I feel like that option after the fact is. A little, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, kind of deceptive, where it's like they're trying to annoy you with them so that you're willing to pay to, uh, you know, to uh, make them go away. Where I'm just like, hey, it's exactly I, what it is. Yeah, I'm just like, hey, I'll, I'll pay you up front if it's, you know, if it's a good app, if it's a good service. Yeah, I'll pay for it, you know? Yeah, no, but that's exactly what it is. And that's what advertising is as a whole it's, it's deception. It's, trying to get you to buy something that you wouldn't normally buy. And I don't subscribe to that. Yeah. Anyway, so ads, whatever. Um, so social networking, the big picture, like we kind of, we, we've been talking about, you know, how ads have changed, you know, online, how people are interacting differently online, how like you're meeting people is different now online. So Big big thing now is like the bullying that's online. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know all of the cyberbullying and uh, all the things happening there. Just the trolls and right, right, internet trolls. And I love trolling. 
and I will troll all day in your face, but I ne- I don't troll on social networks. With I mean, at least to not to people that don't know who you are, you know. That's true. Like I would troll online to you guys, but so I mean, I think this has a sort of interesting place in 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 my heart because I I knew somebody who committed suicide by way of a social network in a sense. And without going into too much incredible detail of it, um, I was in high school and MySpace was still big and he posted to MySpace um, that he was going to shoot himself and, um, and he ended up shooting himself. And before anyone was able to see it and then respond and get to him, he was dead. So, you know, I mean, I think that, you know, mm. that started very early and has continued. And I think it's, it's something we have to be very careful of because, um, you know, people are, are judged, you know, on the internet every day and, and it's written in pen, not in pencil, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's like, it's really disappointing when you hear stories like that too, you know, because people, you know, they say whatever they want to online because they feel like they're anonymous or they feel like there's this barrier between them and the consequences of their actions, right? Um, when you're saying something to it on a computer screen, it's not like you're saying something to someone's face, right? You know, before social networks exist, if you said something to someone behind their back or to their face, you'd have to deal with those consequences right then and there, right? right. Now with this whole, you know, cyberbullying part of it, like there's this, there's this layer in between, right? There's this little like kind of safety net almost for for the bullies because you can say stuff online and you might not see exactly how that plays out or what that does but in in a lot of scenarios it does have like it's it's a pretty big you know hit on some people and people don't take it the right way and then you have like the the kind of scenarios that you talked about Lou where it's like yeah you know people get really you know depressed about this stuff and then they end up hurting themselves right um so I think it's something that's, you know, we're going to have to watch out for. And now there's all sorts of campaigns about, like, since the aspect of social networks is, like, everyone can usually see, right? Or a lot of people can see. So if you see cyberbullying, it's calling it out, right? Like, hey, I'm seeing what you're doing, right? Kind of bringing that that real-life scenario to it. Because if you said something to somebody and there were people around, you had witnesses, right? And now it's, like, trying to bring that interaction online. Um, but I, I think, you know, that's still we have a lot of work to do in that area, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that there's, there's going to be work to come for years in that area. And, uh, you know, people are always willing to, you know, it, it doesn't matter if it's through a phone or, or the internet or, or, or any device. Um, it, it, if you're not looking at somebody, the odds that you are willing to go further or push somebody further are, are heightened. Um, I mean, I can think of times when I just was frustrated with a situation or a company or something like that. And I, you know, was not very happy. And I took, you know, my anger out on, say, a representative for a company um, just due to my dissatisfaction and and the impact that that has even just on that individual um, as someone who's representing that brand or that company you know, maybe goes home with them at the end of the day. And so that's something you, I think we all have to be careful and we have to realize that, you know, behind every, you know, voice or, or, or word is, is a human being. 
So, uh, you know, being mindful of that is, is very important. And you're not getting that visual feedback either, right? Like, I think all of us have worked in like a service type industry, right? Where, you know, you work for something and you may have to take a stance on something that um, the the customer may be dissatisfied with. Like, I remember working IT, right? Like, in IT, um, where you work in this giant enterprise, right? Someone calls you and they're mad about something and they want something unblocked and you can't do it and they start yelling at you. And... If they're yelling at you over the phone, it's so much different than if you're like in person. And then when I go up to someone and, and say they're like, I'm not mad at you, I'm just mad at the situation. And like that right there is enough to like make you feel better about how you're handling it. And you don't get that like when you give feedback to like a representative online, right? Like you're mainly just yelling at them. And the reason you're yelling at them is because you're mad at the situation, but you don't get that opportunity to say like, I'm not mad at you because you never really say that because you don't see the person's reaction, right? All you see is what they're sending you, right? Sure. And, and I mean, I think having worked in, in a service-based industry, that changes the way I approach those situations. You know, and I don't know that for everyone, that's not the same. You know, it's often very different. They don't approach it in the same way or they haven't felt um, that feeling ever, um, where you're trying to take ownership of a, of an issue or a problem, um, because you're representing your company. Well, so trying to light, lighten things up a little bit. Um, I think everyone knows right now that I'm married. Um, Lou, you have a, a lady friend, I think is how you referred to your, your relationship. Um, that's correct. Gerald, I guess this question would be di- directed to you because I haven't talked to you about like your dating life or anything like that. And if you don't want to answer this, you don't have to. But how do you feel about dating online? Oh, I think it's a great thing. Um, you know, one of the advantages about you know online the internet is that you can reach out to people you would never normally just run into being out and about and you're in town. You know. Um, because, I mean, there's just, there's so many people out there. There's so many people out there, and you will never be able to kind of run into and meet all of them in a lifetime. It's impossible. Um, you know, social networking and the internet allows you to cover a lot more ground you wouldn't normally be able to do by foot. That's true. So, I mean, can I ask you, like, a relationship-based question right now? Sure. Are you in a relationship right now? I am. Oh, well. This doesn't apply to you. <laughs> Last time I talked to you, I think you were still saying Okay, hypothetically. Let's say I'm not. Hypothetically, you're not. Um, so the dating social networking places that they have, like the Plenty of Fishes, like the, the eHarmonies, the Match.coms, like, what do you think about those? Um, I think it is a great... Um, um, what's the word? Kind of gets the ball rolling. Um, it's like a catalyst. Yeah, right? it's like a catalyst. So with those, you can um, a lot of those services can bring together somewhat like-minded people in the in in the same kind of a, in in a common ground, where you can then from there decide if this is somebody you want to pursue any form of a relationship with or not. You know, but at least there's kind of that upfront feeling where it becomes a little bit. Um, it's a little less of a of a cold meeting where you have an idea of what a person's interests and disinterests are 
So doesn't that make the first date like awkward though? I've always thought about that because I mean, like I I've been married for a while, so I know nothing about the dating scene anymore. Well, but I can remember like going on dates. If if you knew like what you would know now, like if you met someone online or looked at their Facebook profile, you kind of see like all their interests and stuff. So the first date's not like questions like, so what do you like to do? Or like, mm-hmm, right. what's your favorite TV show? Like, what are those questions like now? I'm so curious. Like, mm, Actually, you know what? They're, they still really are. But what you can do is with a lot of the social networking and seeing people's profiles and stuff is you can have an idea of, is it worth pursuing to, you know, meet up with that person face to face and ask those questions? So it's just like a screening process. Exactly. I would assume you're basically reaffirming the information on the profile. You're just making sure it's true. Yeah. Like you didn't lie on your internet profile. Well, did yeah, you? it's like it well, you know what? It's a lot like a job interview. You know? Um if you're if you're the one doing the hiring, you're gonna look at the resume first. And then going based off of the resume, being like, okay, is this somebody I want to sit in front of me where I can ask them questions and see if there's someone that I, you know, is right for the job. That is the most romantic thing you have ever said to me, Gerald. Damn, I (laughs) don't know that I would ever want to go on a date with Gerald if I was a girl. I am going through a job interview. (laughs) Oh, I have a checklist. I have a very uh, thorough yeah, I checklist. I bet you do. I'm sure you and do. Then, and your phone is like in your pocket, like under. Oh yeah. Like, when we sit down at that at that table, you know, I pull out the reading glasses and I pull out the paper and a pen, and I just go, okay, you know, start Gerald, with question. Do you pull one. out a printed copy of the profile and start checking things off as you double check everything? <laughs> I do, and then I also pull up their um, social networking profiles that I found on them online and um, discuss it with them. You reference like old posts, it's like so on January seventh. Uh, it looks like you posted that was the most bomb burger I have ever had. What did you mean? By yeah, that? <laughs> it's like Man, can you can you further elaborate? Background check, seven year credit history, blood sample, and uh, you know. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do a full background check. Um, also you, fingerprints. You know what's scary though? You know what's scary is that most of that information, like you can get a pretty rough background check on somebody. Just by looking at their name. Like, that's, that's scary to me. Which brings me into our next point. It's amazing. Like, the perfect segue, right? But, like, um, right now, Gerald, you talked about, like, people sometimes share inappropriately. Mm-hmm. But I also think people, like, overshare. Like, Which is, like, another form of sharing inappropriately. It's like, I guess it's true. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't need to know all that. Why, why are you... You know, I kind of... I, this is the way I run my social networking life. Anything that is put online, whether it's on social networking or in an email or, or, or whatever, I just assume that it can be public. Even if I send yeah, it to private, I, I assume that it can be public. Right. We, we've talked about that before, I think, too. I think you mentioned that in our privacy episode, mm-hmm. right? Is like, we just treat everything like it would be viewed by everybody. Yep. That's a safe way to be, right? Like, and that leaves mystery, right? Then you can be dark and mysterious, <laughs> and you can literally be dark and mysterious. Right. So I'm curious, Gerald, do you mean everything on the computer in general is, that is stored even locally no, 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 could no, be no, public? No, anything put out on the internet. Okay. Like, you know, like for instance, like the, um, the face space, like you can post something on there or put pictures on there that are assumed private or can only be viewed by your closest friends. But I just assume that it's public. 
I assume that everything's public. Okay, that's confusing. You assume that at some point in time, some terms and conditions will change, and then magically all these buttons will switch from private to public. Yeah. And that's how you have to think. I mean, I think so, that's totally fair. I, I can't say that I would agree that everything I've ever, like, put on the internet i mean i'm treating the internet here as a loose term because i'm i'm sure there are certain things i've sent in for example a text message but it was not on a social networking service but it went across an internet service in general that i wanted to remain private uh, but definitely anything that's on the big you know five or six social networks it could 100 percent be public well, I even I even treat like text messages, right? Like text messages still go through a phone company, and that phone company probably has a copy of that text message at some point in time. So I treat all that as being public as well, right? Um, the only things that I treat as private are things that I know are encrypted end to end, right? Or that I have full control over, or that I know how I send it is just a, a transmission medium, right? Like it's like me sending a locked box, you know, shipped across a across the United States, right? It doesn't matter how I ship it. The only thing they can see is the box. They can't see inside the box. And that's all that matters to me. And if I know that, then yeah, I'll put private contents in the box. But if it's like an envelope that I know isn't like the most secure thing, and I know someone could easily look in the envelope, I'll treat that as being public. Right. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So people now are are oversharing things right like gerald it sounds like you're really careful about your social network um profile and so am i like i don't put a lot of stuff on there that i wouldn't mind getting out to the public um lou it sounds like you just put whatever you want on there and you don't care what people think and i could probably like get a background check on you and then if we went on a first date i'd be like so lou it's not gonna work uh you're paying for food and uh, i'm going home <laughs> uh yeah i guess so if you dug into my Twitter, you would find probably the most information. So, so but now, like, the, the generations now, right? Like, we're all old men, right? At least I am, as you guys have clearly indicated. Um, so with the younger generations, they're, they're putting everything, like, all of their life onto these, these social networking sites, right? Mm -hmm. um, so do you think it's that they just don't understand the concept of not sharing something? Um, I think that the, what is the, um, the high that they get from, uh, posting something and receiving likes from it, um, you know, it skews their judgment. So it's just like the endorphins that you would get from, like, the social interaction. Mm -hmm. But they could just go have that social interaction in person with somebody. Mm, it's easier to do it online, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it kind of goes back to it is an integral part of their upbringing in the sense that um, if they don't partake in that, they're left behind. Um, just as, you know, today if you're a kid in high school and you don't have a smartphone, you're, you're pretty much just left out. Your friends don't have a way to communicate with you like they communicate to the rest of the group. Um, and so if you don't contribute your entire life and every peanut butter and jelly sandwich and macaroni that you make and everything else to a social network and show every step of your life, then you're kind of left behind because you didn't share. 
Well, you never share food with me, Lou, so I'm kind of sad. I don't share pictures. Oh, that's right. You do. That's right. Um, yeah, so so that kind of brings me to our next point. Like, right now, we're seeing how social is is moving, right? Like, people are just sharing everything. And we can try to control that. Like, I mean, with my kids, right? Like, I have three three girls, and... The Dear only God. form of I know right? the <laughs> only form of social network they do right now, and I'm just biding my time until they're teenagers. Is um, they like FaceTime with uh with like family or friends, you know, and but that's all monitored. Like that's all, I and that's almost like I I compare that to like having a house phone when we were kids, right? Like, oh yeah, the house phone was still something that I had some control over, right? I could at least hear what they were talking about, you know, if I really wanted to, right? Um, and I wasn't worried about them oversharing or sharing too much, right? But I feel like that is going away, and kids are just sharing way too much online, and I don't think that parents are keeping track of that as well as they should be, and I don't think there's a really safe place for kids to share stuff online anymore. I mean, we could get into some really dark areas, which I don't want to, but um, I think just there's not a safe place for kids to share stuff, right? And still the safest place is going out, like, to a common place with a parent and, like, having good old human face-to-face interaction with other, you know, other people. Yeah, I think I tend to agree with that. There really isn't a very safe place on the internet. I mean, until kids are sort of, you know, I don't know, personally, I'm still a fan of, you know, I kind of got started on social networks very late middle school, early high school. And I think that's about the age where I think I would be comfortable if I had kids today that I would want them to start to get involved in social networks. I'm very aware, though, that, you know, many kids are starting much younger than that at, you know, just elementary school age. Um, and, And that is something that I don't, I personally don't think that they are ready for it or that it's safe. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm the only, you know, one who has kids. So, like, I go on my dad rants and you guys just have to deal with it. Um, all right. So, so kind of wrapping this, this social networking thing up, um, the question I always ask, and I know you guys know it's coming, is where do you think it will be in X number of years or what's it going to look like? I mean, like, I'm thinking, are we going to do, like, avatar stuff where, like, we're just transporting our consciousness into, like, digital avatars on the internet? Or is it going to be, like, the Matrix where we, like, just, like, jack in and can do whatever we want and interact completely through there? And I think there was another movie with Bruce Willis um, where, yeah, everyone just lived through their avatars because that was, like, considered safer to go out on the streets in this robot that looked exactly like you. But you could, like, design it how you wanted and you could get it to behave and it would just... You just basically sit at home all day and have your robot go out and do your grocery shopping and do your human interaction and go to work and everything like that. Hmm. So where do, you, where do you guys think it's going? Well, I think it's interesting. So Periscope was a recent social network that kind of popped up. And the whole idea that video is kind of catching on big and that anything sort of broadcast in live time is... is really where it's at i think so i think it's interesting that that came about and i think we might see more things like that with more like live broadcasting your every move 
all the time, every day. I mean, and you know, people could just tune in if they wanted to, if they're part of your network. Just don't tune into my my channel most nights between the hours of ten and twelve at night. Right. I'm just saying, you guys, you guys probably don't want to see what's happening. <laughs> then I'm worried. Oh man. Right. Right. Is that where you think it's going? You think people are just going to have like constant on channels like all the time? Yeah, I think to some degree that certain things will be on. I mean, there there will probably be an off switch, but you know, I mean, you'll share every moment, every second of your life, you know, and people can watch it if they want. It's going to put documentaries out of business. I guess. <laughs> you know where they like, you know, follow people around like a day in the life of whatever. Oh, reality shows would totally go away. Or not like, they wouldn't go away. I guess Kim Kardashian would still strap a GoPro to her head and everyone would watch. Yeah, probably. You know? Yeah. What, what, what did you say at the beginning of the episode, Gerald? Be on the right side of yeah, history? Yeah, gotta be on the right side of history, man. Oh, yeah. Taylor Swift, I think, will still uh, kick the socks off Kim Kardashian any day. Well, you know. You know, I... Uh... I enjoy living in a world where uh, that is actually a valid debate. <laughs> the Taylor Swift or Kim Kardashian? Oh, yeah. Sorry, Kim Kardashian West. I keep forgetting Kanye. It's like he's in the back. He's like he's in the background. They really need to bring back Celebrity Deathmatch. Oh, you remember that show? That was the Wasn't best. Wasn't that yeah, the best? Claymation. Yep. Oh. All like Britney Spears versus Christina Aguilera. Oh, my like, goodness. They need to. Oh, that was the best. So good. So we live in the days of like Kickstarter and like Indiegogo. It's like someone needs to bring that back. They're bringing back Mystery Science Theater three thousand. They need to bring back Celebrity Deathmatch. Yep. Like Robot Chicken guys, get on that. You guys have like gotten really good at the stop motion stuff. Come on. <laughs> oh, so good. Lou, do you know what we're talking about? Nope. You've never seen Celebrity uh, Deathmatch. Nope. Hmm. Yeah, that is pretty sad. We always end these episodes with like, oh, this awesome thing that Gerald and I talk about. I was like, Lou, have you seen this? Nope. No. Mm. Mm. All right. Well. Lou, was, you got to uh... get on the right side of uh, history, buddy. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. Yeah. Any, any final thoughts? Do you guys want to wrap up a little bow on social networking for the face Twitter space chat? Hmm. I actually hope to do less of it in 2016. Wow. Stepping away. Gerald? I, I got nothing. I think uh, this was covered pretty well. I think we, we, we ranted about it enough and talked about the, the goods and the bads. I loved how we referred to everything as like mashups of all the names. That was my favorite. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. Well, uh, next week, same time. All right. I'm, I'm sounds in. good. Sounds good. That was fun. I had a good time with that one. It was. See, I didn't think social networking would be that fun of a topic either. I was like, ah. And then we started talking about it. I was like, oh, this is going to be good. I like this. This is going places that I'm actually having fun. Right, right. (laughs)
Advertising is definitely going to be a good debate if we do that sometime, though, I think. Oh, I feel like that's going to be just a rant. Yeah. I'm just going to rant that's about true. advertising we all, agreed all the time. On it, so that's kind of a tough one. There's no discussion there. It's just like, we hate ads. Ads should go away. And then no one's going to want to advertise for us. Yeah. 